I'm Clint Emerson, and welcome to season two of Can You Survive This Podcast, where the interview is just as dangerous as the scenarios I put my guests through. From hostage situations to natural disasters, car jackings, active shooters, and more, if you're looking for the skills necessary to survive these situations, then this is the show for you. Thank you for allowing me to torture your ears with another episode of Can You Survive This Podcast. And uh, today, I've got a buddy uh, with over four decades, God, that makes him old, four decades of martial arts experience, including three decades of instructing self-defense and personal fitness, and two decades working nightclub security. That's a lot of decades. Jesus. Marcus has become a respected expert in responding to and de-escalating violent situations, certifying men and women in over 20 countries to become Krav Maga instructors, conducting instructional seminars, and rank testing. He is the only non-Israeli on the International Krav Maga Federation instructor team. Marcus, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so how you been, buddy? I'm great. I'm great, man. I, I woke up breathing. How the fuck can I complain, right? I'm taking it by looking at your uh, your your shirt and your background that you are a, a big Batman fan. If For those well, of you listening, he's got a Batman shirt on that is colored Texas. with the state of Texas flag. Yeah. And in the background, he's got a Batman picture frame. Yeah. Old school. That's the old school yep. Batman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, two That's two good. things in this shirt that I love the most. I love Batman. And I love Texas. Yeah, but it, yeah. you live where? <laughs> Correct. I live in Arizona. I live in Arizona. <laughs> but, um, right. but that that being said, it's uh, it's looking more and more like I'll be coming back that way. I I, I went there recently for some uh, some some workshops, and yeah, man, it, it killed me to get on the plane to leave. So somehow, some way, I'm gonna make it back. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And uh, n- next time we'll have to link up. I know. Uh, yeah. I think we were both going in different directions where you were here, but yeah, correct. I'll make it happen, man. That's awesome. So you know, let's let's rewind. I like I like to kind of go back and get people's foundation, their history. So um, your martial arts started at age ten. What did you start with? I started with kung fu, and ironically, yeah. I was taught by the guy who tortured Rambo in the first in First Blood. You mean he was like the actor was your the actor who, who they showed the Chinese guy or the Asian guy who was supposed to be Vietnamese is really Chinese. Um, but they flash back and then when he Rambo's having the torture scene and yeah. there's a dude that's that was my Kung Fu instructor. No kidding. So the guy yeah. that was like cutting his chest. Yeah. Stephen so Ram- Chang was his name. Ah, yeah. I remember that Rambo's walking through that town. The yeah. cop rolls him up. They yep. put him in the, as soon as they took him in and put him in the jail and he saw the oh, bars, yeah. he started having flashbacks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. Rambo, that, that, that movie was filmed in BC, in British Columbia, where I'm from. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Hope. 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 Yeah. Hope, British Columbia. I want to go up and check that area out. Just, you just should. For the it's, be- it. it's beautiful. It is I, a beautiful area. Yeah. I kind of want to just put on a green <laughs> Vietnam jacket and just walk through town. You know, I wonder how many people do that on a regular basis. Oh, uh, well, listen, make sure there's some camera there because I want to see what happens. Either yeah. either two things are going to be like, holy fuck, or they're going to be like, another one. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. 
just put a sea bag over your shoulder and kind of walk through yeah all disgruntled <laughs> yeah. looking yeah. yeah disheveled yeah yeah that'd be kind of fun um all right so you started with kung fu now yeah. kung fu like the wing chung kung fu or well it was uh for those that i mean well you're uh kind of like a martial arts geek ninja that you are uh i studied this stuff called kung uh hungar it's a, a southern system that means not a lot of high kicks a lot of rigid stances um it, it was definitely a direct opposite of what i ended up doing later on which was more like the jet Li stuff wushu which is flying in the air and cartwheels and cool shit um <laughs> that that was fun as a teenager and then I ended up doing uh, a traditional style of karate called Weichiru, which is like bare bones, you know, you're, you're breaking knees and smashing people. It was, those are good times. Yeah, I, I kind of had the same evolution where you start with like a basic martial art where there's a lot of katas and memorizing yeah. these stances and, you know, formations. And then, right. you know, in order to earn a belt, you know, you're kind of going through those katas against an imaginary bad guy in front of you making sure yeah. you do all the punches, the kicks and whatever else properly. But yeah. And then as you get kind of move through it and then you finally get to the good stuff, you know, with, with our age group, it all evolved to what MMA is today. Like now you got yep. kids that get to start right where yeah the good yeah. stuff is where we had to like, let it evolve over time. Painfully. Yeah. 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 Did, did a lot of stupid shit to get to the good stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The unrealistic stuff. But I mean, there is something to be said for traditional martial arts, right? I mean, it still puts the discipline and yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm definitely without a doubt. If you had to cut me open, I'm I'm more of a traditionalist. Even with the the world that we live in and what I do for a living, um, in my heart, I'm always going to be a traditionalist. So it's like like when you brought Stephen Hayes on, I was like, oh my god, I'm reliving my childhood right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Black Belt magazines, Chuck Norris, like these are all things that. I don't know. I, we had a win advantage, in my opinion, uh, growing up the way we did with with the stuff going on the way it was. I think is fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up uh, yeah Stephen K. Hayes, the first yeah. American ninja. Yeah. Most people may or may not know that you are in. Uh, you're one of my stars in 100 Deadly Skills Combat Edition. Yeah. Oh, look at you. You even got one right there. Um, and so is Steve, Stephen K. A's, the first American ninja, which, uh, that's cool. Um, and you, you went over, so wh what year did you start getting into Krav Maga? 2005, 2005, okay. I went over. Um, and it just because of happenstance, I just happened to whatever the universe has a sex sense of humor. I ended up meeting the guy who was becoming my instructor, uh, through a weird events and uh he was like okay well you gotta come to israel and train with me for a month and at the time you know in 2005 i hadn't really traveled i was still you know just a canadian kid i think i went to fucking hawaii that was it so to go overseas in the middle east you know you don't know any better you only get what the news is telling you so the girl i was dating at the time she sold fucking canadian flags everywhere as if that was gonna make some kind of a difference god bless her heart um and i spent a month there and it, it completely shifted everything. Like that was the, that was the, the baseball bat to the head that completely altered my, my existence and what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, you're also at this time, I mean, Krav wasn't really as commonly known as it is now, right? No, in the nineties, it had a big hit because uh, the Israelis, uh, and an American brought it over to Los Angeles and it got kind of famous for a little while in some movies. And then it just got ripped apart 
due to, you know, it just got really famous and really, uh, people would say fancy. It had lost its its way. And again, these are not my words or other people's words. Um, and then in the later on, it started to kind of evolve a little bit more. But still, 2005 was not, uh, it wasn't what it is today in, in, in uh, recognition recognition via hearing the word yeah and just for those that don't know krav was created by israeli military right is it mainly their special operations guys or more just the whole army itself? no it was uh it was actually put at the from the infantry level like you went in you just learned a whole bunch of stuff that was going to be utilized almost immediately because a lot of their operations ended up being pretty damn close for the most part, you know, when they were engaging, I mean, the enemy's only, you know, few, few moments away, you know what I mean? The the fights were not far away. Um, And then when, when uh, weapons failure would happen, they'd have to utilize hands on that happened more often than not in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And and so now let's go over Krav really is probably one of the more brutal and just straight to the point. I don't even know. You call it a martial art. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I don't think it is because the martial art definitely has has, I would say, rules or, you know, these are the things you can do. These are the things you can't do. And Krav Maga, at its essence, at its very base root, is finding the most applicable solution to the problem and getting out of there. Like, no matter how you evolve it, no matter how many different organizations you have, at the end of the day, it's to take a person, have a threat or a attack, counterattack disengage run away super simple with the most effective counterattack that you are able to do in your capable uh, capabilities at that moment yeah right yeah and then with like like most martial arts it has series of strikes right you're yeah. using fist palms, using your palms elbows, elbows yeah. knees everything yeah. goes um yeah. and then and, you're and just... more importantly to get them to use like common objects right like that's the 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 part of Krav Maga that's most effective is utilizing whatever tools are available near you in a violent way to get out of that situation. Got it. So yeah, leveraging your environment, you know, yeah. Just to kind of end the scuffle and get out of there. Yeah. Um, All right. So with some of the, some of the techniques you put out when it comes to de-escalation, what are you telling your students? Uh, How, how do they de-escalate themselves out of a, a bad or a potential violent confrontation? Well, I mean, depending on the situation, but if you're, if it's just, let's say you and I are down the street, right? We're walking, we're having a coffee and there's just a guy with a hard on for a fight for whatever reason, because at the end of the day, that's, that's how all these things happen. They don't, you know, though, when somebody bumps into you and you're like, Hey man, I'm sorry. And they're like, you fuck you. You want to go like that dude woke up waiting to have a scrap. Mm -hmm. So your ability to verbally, say things that that are not going to make the situation worse right i mean at the end of the day hey man my bad you know what i was on my phone making up small little lies to to calm the person down because at the end of the day they just want to be right so you're right you're absolutely right man i fucked that up now the hard part is teaching somebody when where's the line because the line is different for you the line may be a little further back because of the skill sets that you have available you know what you can get away with and what you can do when you have somebody who's not very well skilled in violence, I I work a lot more on their ability to 
find different angles of attack verbally to calm that situation down or at least create a space or a time to get off the X verbally so that if something does happen, they can utilize the environment or whatever small tool they have available to them to to act and then run away. You know? Yeah, I got you. It, it's, it's difficult to teach de-escalation, I think, is probably the hardest thing because people don't know how to speak. It's either... <laughs> fuck you or you know i love you man like there's there's very little in the way of 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 communication and and the only reason i can do it is from working in bars when you're dealing with drunks you can't punch out every drunk like you just can't so your ability to to sit there and take them off the ledge and calm them down before you know it you're in the bar you're or you've gotten them out of the bar you've been able to give them a drink to sit there and get them out of the bar you know, that's the hardest thing to teach. Anybody can hit somebody like that's fucking simple. Talking them out of it, different story. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's verbal judo, right? You've got to know yeah. how to use your words and articulate that you're not looking for trouble. And at the same time, calm that person down who is looking for trouble. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you'll agree that there's a point when the, you know, this person is just going to go keep yeah. and keep going until a fight ensues. Yeah. And so, you and know, there's you have, indicators, right? There's indicators yeah. from that. When you hear, start hearing words like, fuck you, you're dead, or I'm going to kill you. You have to, in this day and age, more than even maybe when we were younger, you got to fucking take that for what it's worth and, and take it at face value. If this guy's angry or woman, let's listen, there's a lot of fucking angry women out there too. So violence in general, if they're saying stuff like you're dead, I'm going to kill you. And their hands are going in, in different directions. Like you got to do something right there, right. And right now so that it catches them off guard so that again you can run away my whole thing you know this clint you've been around me like get the fuck out of there yeah you know like you have to get out of there unless you're with your family and that's a different story but generally speaking if you're alone hit first hit fast hit hard get the fuck out of there right so yeah. a little bit jack reacher there but whatever <laughs> and uh cobra kai that's a little cobra mm. kai ish too fucking sweep the light johnny yeah there you go yeah. like the cobra kai what was that? What was their motto? Strike uh, no, hard, strike fast, no mercy. Yeah, no mercy. Yep. Yeah. I just saw a guy in Vegas when I was there yesterday or the day before with the guy wearing that shirt. It was like, you're awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that whole thing. Right. That's cool. so retro. And that show yeah. is still, it's it's like, have you watched it? It's almost. I have not. I have not watched it. And It's I think so it's cheesy. Because, it's addictive. Like you. Is you, it good? It, well, you're just kind of like. You know, you're kind of shaking your head the whole time, but you keep on watching from episode to episode. It's I don't know. There's just something about it. It captures you for sure. Um, you bring up a good point here now, and I, I like to make these little subtle points about you know the distance, someone in your face versus someone you know ten feet away, and there's this thing called the reactionary gap, right? Yep. And uh, you I'm, you know it well, but for those of you listening, the reactionary gap is the gap where whoever makes the first move usually wins. So if they're in your face, then you need to make the first move in order to get yourself out of that situation. Do not wait for them to make that move on you. Now, if you've got any kind of distance between you and your adversary, then, you know, then you've got a little more time. And I'm always telling people the goal of any conflict crisis, even a fight is you want time to be an ally not an adversary, right? Yeah. So 
taking advantage of time and creating gaps that create time um, will always work to your benefit. And uh, But the reactionary gap is like, it's so important to know what it is. And it's different for each person based on arm length, height, uh, the mm-hmm. situation, the, the environment you're standing in. But the, probably the simplest way to put it without going over the entire chapter that's, you know, in combat edition is if, if someone's in your face, you better make the first move. You don't yeah. want them to make the first move. No, no. And if it's gotten to that point where they're in your face, you fucked up a million times before that. Like yeah. your, your ability to sit there and, and not be in that position is it, there's a bunch of things that can be done before that. If they're already in your face, you, yeah, it's, 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 uh, well, and, and I've said it's not really polite, but if you're that close, you're either fucking or fighting. There's only one reason. Those are the only two Fs that should be why they're within within headbutting distance. You've, yeah. you've messed. You made a mistake. Right. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Um, now, for those maybe interested in Krav, you know, I get the question all the time, like, which martial arts should I take, Clint? Mm-hmm. I'm always like, well, you need to have a good striking game. You got to have a good ground mm-hmm. game. Yeah. You know, so 99 percent of the fights end up on the ground that's why you need to know what to do when you're on the ground but your goal is to never go to the ground yeah and uh never go to the ground because where there's one there could be many and the last place you want to be is on the ground getting kicked in the head by curve stomping is a real thing yeah some dude's buddy coming along kicking in the skull yeah so what do you recommend what is uh i mean obviously you're a krav guy so do you have the same philosophy or no i'm usually if if it's somebody let's say especially like our, our youth, right? Our youth are, are at the epic center of violence because their violence is probably going to happen more often than say you and I, right? I mean, yeah. the chances of us getting four or five guys um, swarming us and, and cracking us from behind and taking us to the ground and curb something us have lessened greatly. But if you're 16, 17, 15, um, it's going to happen more often. So I usually recommend that if their school has a wrestling program, learn it. Because if there's one person I don't ever want to fight, one, it's a Filipino that has a knife in his hand or uh, <laughs> yeah. somebody who's got like wrestling ears. Like they're, they're a nightmare. They'll pick you up and slam you down like a rag doll. So wrestling, and if you have nothing else, uh, I usually say some kind of tie, like a, a traditional tie fighter, only because you can take all the rules off and they're, they've got nine limbs. Is it nine limbs? I can't remember if they say nine limbs, but you're yeah. slitting and cutting and smashing and boom. You can do all that stuff in a, in a striking capacity. That's violent. So if you put those two together and you're a teenager, you you're, you're a nightmare for people. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of your, your little slogan, right? Be a nightmare. Yeah. For it bad is. Guys. Be a nightmare yeah. for bad guys. Hashtag. Yeah, that's it. I like it. I don't it. know what a hashtag is. <laughs> pound it's the pound. pound. It's the pound symbol. Pound, yes, yeah. yes. Pound. or pound me, pound, pound you, me, pound. Yeah. Just let's all just pound each other. And that can be taken in. <laughs> it would, it would, it would take. Uh, it would change the world. I'll say that for sure. Um. Yeah. So, I I think to summarize that for all those interested in the type of fighting you should take, it's not really one specific thing. It's no. go out, get some wrestling skills into your belt or jujitsu, one or the other. Yep. Yep. Uh, Whatever. And then and then go get some striking under your belt. Yeah. Could be Thai. Could be traditional boxing. Right. Boxing. Yeah. Like if you if you look at anywhere where there's and I'm going to throw you take any kid like any or any man that all of a sudden they start putting their hands by their chin. Like think Kimbo Slice. Right. Yeah. 
You want to fucking try to throw hands with that guy bare knuckles? I've watched those videos. That's a bad motherfucker, man. I don't want a piece of that. So imagine that you get the abilities learning with gloves. Um, you know, we yeah. can't all have a UK national champion to teach us. So, you know, a little plug <laughs> in there. Um, yeah. I, I, only because I love that guy so much, man. Yeah, I wish I could have been there for that we're, one. We're talking but about Tony Jeffries. Throw, Tony Jeffries. Tony Jeffries. Yeah. To be able to throw jabs and crosses and legitimate hooks and uppercuts, but but utilize them. I'm not a big striking with the fist kind of guy, but to have those options and know and feel confident that you can sit there and go toe to toe with one guy, add some ground jujitsu mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and, and, and then, you know, more than anything, and you've said this in the past, I'm just going to throw it right in there. Your fitness ability. And I'm talking just for teenagers because our obesity level is at such a, an insane number being able to run away from your problem is you know your first your first act so if you're so heavy that you can't run 100 200 meters well then what the fuck's the use so just and i mean there's a whole bunch of reasons why our youth should be strong and fit and whatever we won't get into that but striking ground fitness like functional fitness being able to climb over a wall to run away from the guys who are chasing you like that's a real fucking skill so yeah. you should do whatever go take some parkour learn some rock climbing Add that shit to your toolbox so that if it comes, you're not going to have time to be like, can you come back in six months? I'll be ready then. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I think, you know, managing a crisis starts with human performance. I've said it over and over again. Human performance is basically, you know, fitness. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's your aerobic, anaerobic capability. Heart, lungs, muscle, heart, lungs, muscle. Yeah. Get those things squared away, and you'll be uh, you'll be happier for it, and you'll live longer. So hey, well, and that's and that's the that's the funny part is there's a byproduct to what you're saying. You'll have a better quality of life. Better quality of life usually translates into a whole bunch of fucking upscale cool things. Yeah, and and let's be honest, most of the fights in in an adult situation, not a kid's, because we all do stupid shit as a kid. But as an adult, if you're getting into fights and you're in your twenties and thirties, I have a question for what the fuck you're doing in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, really. Yeah. Like if you're like, yeah. yeah, man, I squared away with this dude last week and then yesterday I had another guy. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? How are right. you you're you're the problem, not the fucking world. You're the problem if you're fighting that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who the fuck are you associating with? Yeah, mature maturity, right? Maturity goes yeah. a long ways and yeah, in easy to say at fifty two, but really, seriously. Fifty two, man. Yeah, man. You don't, yeah, you don't look fifty two. That's Listen, great. I'm a sure thing. You don't have to say sweet things to me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to work you. I know we're going to. Uh, all right. So let's go a little bit into um, the fundamentals, just so people know. I mean, you are an advocate for Krav. So how do people get started with Krav? And what are the levels, belts? And It's not a belt system. It's a level system. But can you explain it, Cliff Notes version? Well, as, as you know, in the martial combative community, there's nine gazillion different organizations or whatever, and it just becomes a clusterfuck of I don't even know what to do. So here's the simple way to go. Find a Krav Maga center that's in your neighborhood. There's a gazillion of them. Go in and, take, and sit in or take a class. If you feel, I'm going to get into what what goes into that in a second but if you feel like yeah you know what this man or woman is teaching me shit that's gonna not get me killed i'm in if you feel like i don't know this seems like a fucking joke then get the fuck out because listening to your gut will save you money and pain and suffering 
Mm-hmm. Now, most Krav Maga, it, it goes in, a, in an upward scale, like your basics is your stance and your palm heel strikes, all your combatives, elbow strikes, knees, front kicks, side kicks, roundhouse kicks. Um, and then going right into a uh, problem, like dealing with chokes or dealing with knife attacks. Like from Much the work, beginning, yeah. that's your first, first evolutions. Because, and, and in my belief, I don't have six months. The whole premise of Krav Maga is I don't have six months to deal with that knife attack. I got like six minutes. So the movements must be, and this is how you'll know whether or not it's uh, a legitimate Krav Maga place or not. And I don't give a shit who fucking gives me hate mail. If I got to spend 20 minutes to explain something to you, it's not Krav Maga. It, it, It should not be complicated. The most... Uh, uncoordinated, useless piece of shit, man or woman on the planet who are like, I can't do anything, should be able to do Krav Maga like that. It, it's it's so simplistic. And now you saw the shit that we did for the book. You know, for, for the most part, everything should be easy. How hard is it to smack somebody in the face? Everybody's done a high five and a push up or should do a push up. Um, lifting your arm to lift up, like there's your elbow, going across, throwing elbows, all these things are simple. It's it's complicated because financially it's better for me if I complicate it because you'll stay around longer so that I can make some money and you get to spend 12 months learning how to fucking throw a punch. Right. You should, I mean, again, throwing a punch is like the worst thing you could possibly do, but you should be able to throw a punch or a combative move within five minutes. If yeah. it's Krav Maga, like Krav Maga, you should be easy peasy man super super easy and dealing with multiple attackers within your first week of being in class because at the end of the day doing a, a, a three-on-one situation <laughs> such a fucking five-year-old um three 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 attackers <laughs> against you uh to, to to fail to to see i went through the middle or whatever mistakes you make like that how else are you supposed to do it but in a safe environment so that, and I've said this a million times, it's been said a bunch of times, I'd rather you died a thousand times in the on the mat so you can live the one time on the street. So yeah. I'd rather you learn that you fucked up against the knife and against the gun and all that stupid shit, fail, learn, fail, learn, fail, learn, fail, learn, so that when it happens in real life, it should be as close to instinctive as possible, right? Right. Yeah, and, that's, and there that's is training, training, and that's assessments, training, right? training. That's why yeah. you train, right? That's it should be, yeah. Mm. So Krav Maga's got a whole bunch of different levels, and and my main thing for anybody who's interested in Krav Maga is, as I said, go and sit down with the class, go and try it out, or just at least watch and go and watch the instructor. Is the instructor somebody that's telling or saying things to students that you that you in your heart believe to be true? Because there's a lot of bullshit out there. Yeah, uh, there's so much bullshit out there. It it angers me to no end. Fucking Master Ken is better than half of the shit that's out there, and that's a fucking made up person. <laughs> Marcus, the guy who loves the fuck word more than I do, Torgetson, will be back after the break. Um. All right. So, to to like basically give someone interested in Krav Maga some certifications to look for? What are they looking for? That is there anything that should be hanging on the wall? They can ask their instructors and make sure that they're legit. Well, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm a little biased because all my training has been out of Israel. 
But that's not to say that somebody who didn't go to Israel to learn is not a good person. We have tons of instructors in America that are really good at what they do. And they've never been to Israel. So that that and then there's also a lot of people that have been trained by Israelis, whatever that means. And they're they're full of shit. So, you know, asking questions like what organization are you a part of? Even that uh, is what are what are the big legitimate ones? So people know, obviously, obviously uh, the IKMF is is one of them, if not the best. Uh, You know, I'm trying not to be biased here, Um, but there's uh, uh, Maga Alliance which is an American-based uh, uh, organization, John Whitman, gotcha. solid cat. I've never met him, but I look at what he's teaching, and he's he's legit, Krav Maga Alliance. Um, you know, there's uh, Worldwide, which has been around since the 90s. Um, what I would be worried about is when you see a guy or a girl who's like, yeah, I trained and I learned from Bob's uh, Taekwondo. And you're like, well, what's that got to do with Krav Maga? Well, you know, he had a he had a course, and I took it, and so I'm certified. Like, pedigree for me is not necessarily about who their instructor is, but looking at 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 their uh, certifications. Like, there's a lot of guys who are professional martial artists. They've got literally 20 different black belts. Awesome. However, if you're 30 years old and you've got 20 black belts. I'm just like, it's just the numbers. That, that's that's, a that's pretty tough. Yeah, that's pretty tough yeah. to pull off. Yep. Um, and that's really honestly, Clint, that's why I'm saying go and check out this person. Because there's a lot of people who have not really a lot of great pedigree, but they're great instructors. And and they do a good job of saving people's lives and empowering people. And there's a lot of guys who have got the best certifications on the wall and they're douchebags. Yeah. You know, and they're going to get people fucking killed. Um so going in and this this goes for anything whether it's wrestling or any any school you're going to visit check it out and and give it a shot and see we and try the class if if possible try it because if they're making you feel stupid while you're learning the movements get the fuck out of there because you should never you should already feel stupid you don't need somebody reminding you that you're stupid right now i'm curious does the does the martial arts world have an app or a website that kind of does a review and rating system, five stars, comments. That way it's a one-stop shop to determining whether a place near you is actually accredible and has, you know, a ranking, if you will. That's a, like that's that? a good question. I don't know if there is. If there isn't, somebody listening to this should definitely jump on that because it would make, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm being serious, it would make life a lot easier. I mean, they're um, on every corner, right? I mean, yeah, every uh, single sorry. corner, there's a yeah. fighting place. And it's like, why isn't there like a database that allows, you know, the end user to rate it like an Amazon, if you will, for martial yeah. arts, you know? Right. But, but um, they're, they're, the problem I have with some of these reviews, like there's people who've reviewed your book and they've got fucking well, shitty comments. Well, fuck they them. Me. They didn't yeah. actually read the book. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? They're just uh, That's always going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they were able to sit there and read the title it should be, you know, a bonus for them. But um, so I take I take reviews and like restaurants, you know, you see one with one star. It's a I don't know, let's say it's a Vietnamese place. It's got one star. Well, I want to go there because I want the customer service to be horrendous and because I, I know the food's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> if they're if they're if they're rude okay. to you in a Vietnamese restaurant, man, I'm good to go right on. <laughs> 
Well, like, then, hey, for all the all, all of you out there that have businesses that are one star, you just found your 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 client. Here you go, the Marcuses of <laughs> um, the world. Yeah, well, unless yeah. it's a massage parlor, I don't like those one star <laughs> massage parlors. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, exactly. There, I wonder why. Why would you get one yeah. star to massage parlor? One star. Mm. Um. All right, shifting gears, you know, all the traveling you've done, I have to assume you've had some incidences somewhere on this planet where you've had some good lessons learned. Do you have uh, Do you have any to share considering well, this is the... Yeah, I think that I think that the one lesson that I learned very quickly was to shut the fuck up and be as... And I don't... I know the word gray is used a lot. Um, as a white guy in, in Latin countries, you're never going to be great. I mean, I stand out like a fucking sore thumb. However, um, being humble and shutting your mouth and reading the terrain is probably the best lesson I ever learned. The, the, I haven't felt like, I never felt unsafe except for Mexico City. And I was surrounded by good people. Like I had great people. I was around good people. And I still felt fucking unsafe in Mexico City. And that, you know, that's because of cops and just the people in general. Mm -hmm. But Bogota is the one place where I've seen with my own eyes that if you're not paying attention, you're going to get fucking killed. We were in a Starbucks. I was teaching a course. There was, I was with, uh, ironically, a cop from Aruba and a, and a couple other people. And there's an American couple just kind of diagonal to us. And, you know, they're talking loud and, you know, she's got a fucking Gucci purse or whatever. Like, there's just screaming kill me and rape me and just die like literally the table next to us i look over and there's two dudes three dudes um they're talking 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 and you look underneath and one guy hands the other guy a knife under the table and i'm looking over i'm looking at our table and i'm feeling bad because they're 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 mission focused man they're right on those people one guy gets up walks over to the to the left of the building as they start to leave one guy goes to the other side of the building then the couple leaves then that guy leaves and and i just as i went up to them i was like hey what are you guys doing where are you from like trying to just stall a little bit and you know the guy was like to lack of better word he goes i'm good and which i thought two words in the english language were guaranteed to get killed because i'm good i don't need any of that and sure enough man they walked uh, around the corner and i don't know what happened to them but that was my i never had any problems because i really kept my eyes open and my mouth shut but that was the one part where I was like, God damn that you can get snatched up or killed in a heartbeat. There was yeah. more robberies. I had workshops there. Everybody was mugged or robbed before they came to, to the workshop. There was five people and it's, it's just commonplace. They have their phone, you know, the iPhone, right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they have their burner phone. They have two wallets too. They have two of everything in, in Bogota because it's just so rampant. The moped comes up, two guys hop off. One guy's got a gun or a knife and you're done. I'm like, yeah, holy so they're, fuck, they're, man. They're carrying their real wallet. Then they have their dummy wallet to give away, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah. with phones. There's a there's a pretty common theme overseas called Apple picking, and that is right. going after Apple products specifically because, you know, you can do a master reset on them and have a $1,000 phone, you know, for free yeah. or resell them or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's a big market over there and you got to be aware. And I think that's a, I think you bring up great points like awareness, man. Awareness oh. is number one, awareness, awareness, awareness. Number two, 
and I keep stressing this, is projection demeanor management. Look in the mirror before you walk out the door. You mentioned Gucci purse. You know, that's projection. Demeanor is how you walk, how you talk, how you act. You know, that's that's her being loud. Yeah. So you just took those two things away, and those three dudes would have probably never noticed them. But some people just don't know how to do that. No, and, you know, if you're going to a third world country and you're wearing, like, even, like, like this shirt, as much as it's a Walmart shirt, it was nine ninety nine. <laughs> you know, it's still a little ambiguous, but still stands out because it's a it's a logo. Any right. logo is going to stand out. So yeah. why not just go to fucking the dollar store, grab a t shirt, some bullshit jeans, wear fucking uh, not even Skechers, wear Shack specials. You know, something that's you know five ninety nine. If you really plan, I mean, if you're going into dangerous spots and everywhere is a dangerous spot. There's no safe spots, no safe havens on this planet any longer. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So, you know, if, if anybody's listening to this and they're like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need to worry about that. Hey, motherfucker. And that's male or female. It is you. You're yeah. not good. Anyways, mm-hmm. I got a little fucking heated there. Sorry. I'm just picturing <laughs> all the fucking retards sitting there going, no, 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 I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I know, I know cream of some young guy and I've shot a gun and I have a knife. I'm good. Yeah, they bought all the $300, $400 cool toys. They don't know how to use yeah. them. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of those going around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so your favorite word is fuck, for sure, right? Well, it's, uh, yes, fornicating is a good word. Mm-hmm. I can't, uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. Uh, you've been around me a little bit. Yeah. I've tried, I've tried the censored thing, Clint, and it takes me so long to have to try to find another word. <laughs> By that time, I've lost what I was trying to say. So, yeah. You know, tough. No, it's a good word. It rolls off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it does. There's another one that starts with a C and and has a bunch of letters with a T. But in this country, that doesn't go over well. That's why I love Australia and the UK because I can use it all day long and nobody gets offended. Right. Yeah. They 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 use that like the way we say uh, what Um, fuck, I guess. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a good word because it's Um, it's non-racial. It has no. It's no, no, t- and it's and it can be used as a "I love you" kind of word, or it can be used as a "you're an idiot" kind of word. I love it, the ambiguity of it. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure we didn't get on me here, so I could uh, talk about. No, it. no, that's I like it. Um, <laughs> okay, so traveling, you've seen some stuff, um, yeah. and then you know to kind of close it out. You know, your bouncer time, was there ever anything during that time frame that you found was most helpful that other people could also leverage in order to get themselves out of a bad situation? Well, and, you know, if you're going to anywhere where there's men, women and alcohol, right, you're mm-hmm. you're you've already gone into a powder keg of a shit show. Um, yeah. I would say uh, watch when you're going to the bathroom. Um, you have a good friend that brought up some good points about what what happens in a bathroom it is yeah. the ideal place to ambush somebody um i'm actually writing an article for a magazine right now on dealing with attacks in a bathroom so that's i think that that's something to be aware of and now a lot of places will allow you to bring your liquor into the into the bathroom so at least you have a weapon to use against them um if possible and i think it's 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 just again you said it awareness you're going in a public place there's loud music. There's there's people drinking. There's there's a whole bunch of drama going on that you're walking into, and just be aware when you're talking to this chick because you think you're gonna get laid. You know, check around. You know, did she come with a dude? 
because she's just sitting there wanting to ha- get her boyfriend upset because he pissed her off before they went into the place and you're going to get loose teeth because she's trying to make a, a revenge thing like look look around and yeah. ask questions you know why is this person coming up out of nowhere to talk to me you know it, i i love the fact that you know we're trying to be more open but the truth is is if I, if you and i are out of nowhere and some dude walks up to me and not you because you're the famous one and walks up to me and says hey man uh i like your shirt like i'm man you're you should already have your like look at him take a quick look around look at him look at his hands that is the number one thing i would say if you're in a bar situation hands watch hands because if somebody's carrying that bottle neck up um you're gonna you're gonna be eating it across the face um do they have their hands behind their back where if you can see their hands at least that's what two two opportunities for them not to uh to to put you in intensive care yeah yeah i like it Kind of basically good situational awareness at a macro level. Understand the environment you're in. Like you said, women, men, alcohol. You already know you're going into kind of a potential shit show. Yeah. And then once you're in there, anybody who's in near and dear, you got to look at the hands and make sure it's safe. Gotcha. Yeah. I like it. Simple. Simple. Simple works. That's If there's one thing that sums me up, (laughs) it's, it's I'm a simpleton. Yeah. No, I think there's something to be said for that. I say it all the time. And uh, I always end the show with, you know, keep it simple because crisis complicates the rest, right? True story. You're listening to Can You Survive This Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and share on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Marcus, Tasmanian Devil, Torgetson will be back after the break. All right, now, I, man, I appreciate stretch. it. Man, that was a, that was a uh, yeah. You better stretch out. Go yeah, ahead, stretch I'm out, get ready, because here we go. My warrior pose. Hold on. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and now for your hypothetical survival world scenario. Hold on. Hmm. Is it cheating if I have these books available to me now? Like, is that is that cheating? <laughs> I just want to know. No, yeah, you can, if you want to reference, you know, I might okay, put you on the I clock, have, you know. All right, bit, shit, because I that. already have yeah. some things uh, already mm-hmm. in there. All right. You've definitely been studying 100 daily skills, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, okay, let's, uh, let me get my microphone sorted here so I can actually read. I find myself battling this stuff on my desk. You got your, versus... uh, you got your, your, gla- your readers on there? I do, look at these. Yes. Which, these are, are those the ones? Gators. Those are the ones, yeah. Yes. Gators. They provide you know, I've never my... really even like they were never on my radar for whatever reason. Like I'm just I'm like a Walmart kind of guy, and I've been looking more and more of them because every time you post them, I'm like Fuck, those are sexy. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> they and do I'm a good job. At the readers, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. actually I'm talking about just from the readers. Like the sunglasses are dope, but from the readers' right. perspective, because my yeah. eyes are worse than yours, I can barely see the screen. Uh, yeah. So I might just invest in it because it's a it's a good investment. Yeah, they it's are. They're you know they're they're made in the USA, and uh, I mean, if you watch the TV show Seal Team, those guys are all wearing them. So I mean, you should yeah. too. I mean, yeah, Seals made Gators famous. It is it is our our uh, eyewear of choice. Nice. They should be paying us right now. Talking way yeah. too much about them. Okay, <laughs> all right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. We gave yeah, you, we gave you a, a difficult one, but uh, I think you'll be Thanks. all right. All right, here we go. Make sure you listen. Okay, take notes if Got you it. need to. Here we go. Okay. So every now and then, we like to uh, do a little friendly competition on the show. 
We know you uh, could handle pretty much any combat scenario that we throw at you, so we're coming up with something a little different. Okay, so today we want to see how you would uh, do in a survival scenario that was completed last season by a renowned astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay, or is it Neil deGrasse? 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 Tyson? Well, however you pronounce that, that's the guy. So he was the last one to do this scenario. So you're kind of going up, right? You're going head to head with him. All right. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we'll have to look back and see how he did. Um, your goal is just to beat him. All right. So the way this works, I'm going to give you the scenario. I'm going to walk you through a path and there will be questions along the way. And there'll be two answers, A and B. You pick which one you think is right at the end of the 10. Hopefully you get 10 of 10. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but if you go, uh, you know, if you get four or more wrong, well, then you fail, right? So do not be a failure, Marcus. Do not be a failure. All right, I'm ready. All right, no here we go. Okay. So you are in New York. You have just completed a seminar where you were speaking to a group about self-defense in downtown Manhattan, okay? Now you're in an Uber headed back to town to a hotel when all of a sudden to the west you see an incredibly bright light, right? A 10 kiloton nuke has been blown up in New Jersey, which is approximately three miles away from your location. First question, do you A, tell the Uber driver to start hauling ass, or B, have the driver pull over and stop? Manhattan. Yeah, fuck. I've, all I all I know is every movie I've seen of, of Manhattan is TikTok. traffic is a TikTok. standstill and you can't get anywhere. Ooh, good point. Love it. Um, you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm gonna get out of the car and and because he's not gonna be able to go where I panic will be fucking everywhere to be a shit show. So I'm gonna get out of the car and fucking um, try to find some kind of cover from fucking nuclear thing. I don't know what that'll be, but fucked in the car and fucked out of the car. So I'm going to... Yeah, I'm you're, gonna, you're... Yes, good. Yeah. I like it, man. You're starting off. So yeah, in New York, traffic, hauling ass <laughs> is not an option. <laughs> um, unless it's a pandemic, everybody's home, and the only thing on the streets is nothing. So, I mean, we've right, seen yeah. it. I've seen it, but not in this case. You do not want to be in the vehicle when the blast wave hits anyway, all right? So you have the driver pull over and he lets you out, okay? Next, do you A, run to a building that is 100 yards away and get inside, or B, get down on the ground behind a concrete bench? I get behind a concrete bench. Oh, man, that was quick. Do you have a reason yeah. for that? Well, it just, it just makes sense that if that shit's coming, yeah. um, the speed in which it's coming and me running 100 yards, I don't know if you know this, but I got a little fat boy status going on here. So running 100 yards, I'm going to be out of breath. It's, if I can hide behind a con you said concrete, yes. um, that, that's better co cover than I probably would get yeah, in a house. Exactly. The blast waves traveling at the speed of sound. <laughs> Not yeah. too many of us can run at the speed of sound, <laughs> yeah. especially yeah, a 100-yard so. sprint. Yeah. Um, and unless you are one of the fastest people on earth like bolt what's his name yeah. isaiah bolt yeah. yeah that dude yeah, yeah. hussein yeah hussein yeah. hussein that's right yeah um you're not gonna make it inside in time okay so uh new york does have heavy concrete benches so because you won't outrun the blast wave 
you want to take cover behind a thick concrete bench or concrete wall or you know even a heavy concrete planter or boulder that you any anything you can see really just right. get behind it um okay so next do you a lay on your stomach cross your legs cover your ears and keep your mouth open or b curl up into a little ball well I know that I was told that if there's a grenade that goes off, I'm supposed to do the first thing. So, um, Hunter Daly Skills book one. Hunter Daly yeah. Skills book one. Yeah. So I figure <laughs> if that's the if the word explosion or nuclear or whatever, if that's what they're telling, um, I'm gonna go with the first one, even though I think in my real world I'd probably be in the second one. <laughs> yeah. The- we all, I think the fetal position sure uh, has a part when you're, maybe, I don't know, it might be a nice way to die. I don't know. Well, I, I'll take it. I came into yeah. this world in a fetal position. I don't mind going out. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yes, you're correct. Oh, a. Yeah, A. Lay on your stomach, cross your legs. Um, so, you have the blast. That's going to be debris, hence the concrete bench protecting you from whatever comes your way. Um, but then you have pressure, right? P- pressure ends up being the... Probably the bigger killer of the two, to be honest with you. So by laying flat on the ground, you reduce that cross-section of the blast wave against your body. Um, But by covering your ears and opening your mouth, you're basically avoiding the over-pressurization of your lungs, right? You always got to remember, you've got these two bags full of air, and uh, it could destroy your insides in a heartbeat if you don't give uh, the pressure a place to release. So hence, keeping your mouth open. All right. So next, do you A, stay put once the blast wave has passed, or B, get away from the large wall, or sorry, get away from the large wall that's next to the bench that you are hiding behind? I'm going to get out of there because I don't want anything falling on me after something. There we go. Yeah. So after a blast, then there's going to be a lot of instability in every structure within 10 miles, right? So... Um, structures are going to be likely damaged and, uh, yeah, they might fall on you. So good rule of thumb is to get away from compromised structures, um, by a measure of three times the height of that structure. So, so, so would, say that one more time. So I want to be, if the ball building six, uh, six stories, I want to be three times oh, that away. Three yeah. Times. yeah. Shit. That's, that's, yeah. It's some distance, but that's um, a big distance. It's a, or, you know, and it really, um, dense area, something like Manhattan, putting buildings between you and damaged buildings, right? You're just going to put right. as many buildings between you and the ones that are falling as possible, and hopefully those uh, those serve as barricades, if you will. Cover, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so you move away from the wall, which could come down at any moment. So next, do you A, get back into your Uber to try and flee, or B, take a moment and find an older model vehicle, which may be parked nearby. Uh, I'd have to go with the older model because isn't the, the blast going to take out the electronics on a lot of these uh, on these vehicles? That is correct. With okay, blast, so. with with a nuke blast, also comes an EMP, right? right. The electromagnetic pulse that comes with it, um, and so that's going to fry anything with a computer chip. So right. your communication will be down. Your car, mo- more modern cars, will be down. Nothing's going to work. Um, it's pretty scary. 
I'm, a, I'm much fucked as... because I can't drive a stick. So uh, either I'm going to learn. <laughs> it's not going to be my car, so I'm not going to worry about the clutch too much. But there's going to be a lot of doing this for the first little bit till I get my groove going on. <laughs> That's all right. You can just keep it in first gear and just go nice and yeah, easy. Well, right. I'm, yeah, it's on my car, and, uh, and I don't really care if anybody's going to judge me. I'm going to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, because you're three miles from the detonation, this means you have about 20 minutes before fallout starts, right? Okay. Um, you're, looking, you're looking due west at New Jersey, all right? And you can see the fallout coming due east straight towards your position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you get lucky. The keys to an older car that you choose to get um, uh, fall right out of the visor once you get in the vehicle. So next, do you A, floor it heading east away from the fallout, or do you floor it heading north or south? I'm going to floor it north or south. B, correct. Yes, oh. yeah, oh. because you want to go oh. perpendicular, right? Yeah, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, there's a good there's a good rule of thumb with most crises, you know, natural disasters, social unrest, uh, a big cloud of poisonous gas. You want to go perpendicular to the chaos, right? That is going to be the fastest way to get yourself out of the line of fire of this thing. You don't want to try and outrun it, right? Yeah. You. Uh, if it's the only option, then maybe you get that. It'll be behind you, and you. But the minute you can go perpendicular to any crisis, then you should. All right. See now, the beautiful part. I'm going to cut you off real quick because the people yeah. that are listening to me right now, or listening, that are students of mine, that reminds me of the puke zone. When you're fighting, you and I are fighting, and I want to get off of the line of attack. If I stay in front of you or go backwards, I'm in in all blood, and puke is going to come on me. So I tell yeah. everybody go right or go left. So. I'm one. I'm happy that I'm teaching the right shit because in the nuclear <laughs> thing, I'm going to do the same thing. Woo! That's right. All right. Going sorry. perpendicular, there, right? Sorry, perpendicular. It's yeah. not in my vocabulary. Perpendicular. Juke, juke left, go right, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, it all works. All right. Um, okay. New York gets most of its weather from New Jersey. So there's some great sayings that come with that. <laughs> um, so for this particular hypothetical scenario, the strong easterly winds are driving the swath of fallout due east. Um, And for fallout, you want to go perpendicular, which we covered. Okay. So you only have about 10 minutes left before the fallout hits. Okay. So do you, A, get out of the car and try to create more distance uh, by running on foot, or B, seek shelter immediately? Um, I'm going to seek shelter immediately. Correct. B. The fallout cloud could expand, um, you know, over a over a, a large area, right? And it's unpredictable, really, based on the wind. Um, with only ten minutes left, you're better to you're better to spend that time looking for something suitable to take shelter. Um, with fallout, not only are there debris coming, but it, there's also this huge wave of deadly gamma rays that uh, most people don't think about. And uh, these will exist for many, many hours after the blast. 
um, in but your not effort. gamma rays like Incredible Hulk gamma rays. Yes, or the same like, ones. Oh yeah, yeah, the same ones. So but it, if used it properly, you could be the Incredible Hulk. Okay, all right, good. I just, <laughs> okay, but, but but what you're telling me is not to sit there and stand in front of them thinking it may happen. Right. Okay. Yes. Good to know. You need good. to find shelter. Good to know. You do not Shelter's want to try good. and use right this. Yes, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to try and use this opportunity to become the Incredible Hulk, unless okay. you know, hey, you've got nothing else better to do. <laughs> um, in your effort to seek shelter, you see a a wooden framed warehouse very close by, or b half a block in the other direction. You see a ten-story brick building. Which one do you choose? Gamma waves. Gamma waves, yeah. Gamma yeah, rays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean... Waves of gamma rays. Yeah, I'm going to go with the brick because it just sounds like it's something that would stop something. So I'm going to go with the brick. Yes. Uh, oh. So brick, concrete, steel. I mean, the thicker, the better is what it boils down to because gamma rays have a penetrating force... Uh, that can be slowed down or stopped by dense materials like brick and concrete. So right. that's that's really what you want to do. You got to remember these things. It's mic. This is like you know the microscopic, well microscopic, and that's why it can you know penetrate through most of the solid materials around us. So you want to pick the most dense, thickest stuff you can. Um, your primary concern in fallout, um, and if you're going to have to shelter in place, you need to find shelter that gives you that best shot at blocking those gamma rays. Um, note, the 10-story brick building is also likely to rein be reinforced by steel, right. uh, like rebar and everything else. Right. So the brick and the steel should be safer than a wooden structure. All right? Yeah. Um, so you get into the brick building because you chose wisely. Um, once inside, do you, A, search for supplies that may be useful should you need to shelter in place for an extended period of time, or B, strip off clothes and try to find a sink in some way to rinse yourself off. Oh, shit. Mm, stumper. Yeah, that nine. is. Question number nine. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'd rinse off because I can always find, uh, have the time to go and look for stuff that's... Uh, I'm going to shelter in place and stay in there for a while. So I would try to rinse off whatever might be on me uh, as fast as possible. Yeah, that is correct. So, oh, yeah, yeah. You've been outside and in, in that, uh, that nuclear dust, if you will, right. Nuclear being the key word, you've got to get it off of you. Um, And uh, if you keep the dust to close on, no matter where you go, you're basically, just uh, contaminating yourself you know it's it's no different it's almost like treating like a virus we all know how to treat yeah. that it's kind of yeah. doing the same thing you know yeah. um so you got to stop you got to strip right my favorite mm-hmm. part you yeah. have to strip and then strip then uh rinse yourself off and uh, hopefully get yourself all nice and clean and tidy and you don't want to continue to spread the dust to everywhere else all right um all right so now that you're naked no 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 in 20 minutes has passed, the building topples, and you are crushed, naked and alone. Just kidding. Last question. Do you, A, climb to a higher floor in the building, or B, head for the basement? Well, if I go to the basement, it'll just fall on top of me, so I, I'm going to go to the top. 
I'm gonna go to the top. You're going to the top? Well, I mean, if I go to the well, it's nuclear, nuclear markets. No, fuck. They always said I'm just remembering everything that I was told as a young child. I'll go. I'll go to the basement. I hope that's right. I'm gonna go to the basement okay. and see how that goes. Basement, it is. Good Holy job. Christ! Look at you. Oh. Talked yourself oh. right into the right answer. Okay. Woo. Yeah. If you move above ground, the fallout, right? The fallout is still the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, there's going to be windows and gamma rays can just pass through all of those other uh, opportunities, right? So going right. in the basement gives you uh, 360 degrees of shielding, if you will. Right. Basement surrounds you with not just the walls of steel, but also earth. And the earth is probably going to be your best bet, okay? Um, so, Wow. You have survived this podcast. And to oh. note, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, the astrophysicist, super nerdy, smart guy, yeah, got 100% as well, just like you. Congratulations, oh, I'm going to call him up and be like, yo, Neil, <laughs> you and me, buddy, twinsies. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the, the, street, the street fighter, common sense, Krav Maga guy just tied with the uh, overeducated nerd. That Good job. Is, I love man, I'm seriously going to sit there and I'm going to find a way to contact him and be like, listen, dude, I'm, 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 I'm just the same as you. There's no difference. Okay. No, We're safe. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that no, was you tough. did. You did. What I liked is you did a good job just kind of talking through it and reminding yourself of the situation you're in. And I think that plays a role here in the real world too. You find yourself in a situation, you got to like almost talk it out loud very quickly yeah make decisions you you made decisions you didn't stall too long you kind of waited out very quickly and then you made a decision which is you know tactical decision making is something that doesn't come natural for a lot of people right they're used to more yeah. of a clinical setting where you have plenty of time and zero stress yeah. tactical decision making is lots of stress zero time yeah um and so it's something that you know if you what if or just by continuing to listen to these scenarios, you will uh, train your brain, you will calibrate it, sensitize it to crisis so that if you ever find yourself in a crazy situation, hopefully you'll fall back on some of this information and uh, get yourself out of that bad event, whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world. So, hey, Marcus, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, where can people find you, sign up for your classes, all that good stuff? Well, the best way to go would be on a website, uh, um, www.marcustorgson.com. That leads you to any socials, Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And any classes that I'll have upcoming will usually be posted there. All right. Website awesome. was uh, somebody, somebody really wise was like, Marcus, get your shit together and get a website together. So I took that advice from that person who basically said, you know, fucking you got a hundred days, get your shit together. So, <laughs> so yeah, well, it. hey. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on board, man. A lot of great information. I hope people can leverage to get into uh, personal self-defense or anything of that like, or maybe even Krav Maga from Marcus himself. So, um, and remember, like I always say, keep it simple because crisis will complicate the rest and I'll see you next time. Can You Survive This Podcast is a production of Calvary Audio and iHeartMedia. Recorded live from a secure location here in Dallas, Texas. Produced by Brandon Morgan, Jeff Apple, and Clint Emerson. Executive produced by Keegan Rosenberger and Dana Brunetti. For Calvary Audio, I'm Clint Emerson. <laughs>